Cal Kestis fights to survive. A holocron offers hope to rebuild the Jedi Order. The Inquisitors are on the hunt and more as the Sky Guys are back to recap Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. All right, we are back here on the Sky Guys, coming back for another look at Jedi Fallen Order. We did a special Twitch appearance last week on Nick D'Alessio's Twitch stream. I started playing through Fallen Order. Today, we're going to do a podcast for you guys, talk about the plot of the game, because it's becoming more relevant in the Star Wars universe. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Phillips. With me, as always, uh, the man whose voice you hear in the opening narration every single week, Pete Constor is here. Pete, how are you? Doing well. Uh, we were We were on the stream last week. So now uh, uh, Nick D is, is is joining us now. So uh, he's he's in our world. We got him. That's yep. it. <laughs> yep. uh, but yeah, no, excited to talk a little more Fallen Order. Some Star Wars news also dropped, which uh, Nick Frietta will get into uh, once these intros are done. So yeah, very excited to be back here. Yeah, absolutely. As Pete just mentioned, with us as always, the curator of the news section on the podcast, Nick Frietta is here. Nick, how are you? Doing well. Um, this is a game that I enjoyed, so I'd like to hear other opinions i know we went over it last week a little bit too but i'd like to hear some more opinions on the story so i'm excited to get into this as absolutely and with us as our, as our guest today we were guests on his stream last week thanks thanks again for inviting us nick d'alessio nick welcome to the sky guys the first time how are you great i'm very excited to be in this this is like i, I mentioned on my twitch stream i've been listening to this podcast forever so like being on it super awesome thanks for having me yeah, I mean, I've talked Star Wars and Nick D before. I mean, we did an episode of Mandalorian Season 2. Nick, do you remember what episode we did? Uh, it was the Frog Lady one. No, that was, was a, that was Pete. It was, well, I remember the ending of it uh, was the first appearance of Boba Fett. And the uh, yeah. Frog Lady and Frog Guy were kind of had their reunion oh. and Grogu was eating oh. the frogs. Oh, it must have been Bo-Katan's episode. Right, maybe. Okay. I, I, I yeah, know. you were you were on chapter eleven, which was the Bo-Katan episode. Yes, I remember. Okay, our, yeah, yeah. I'm looking back at the history now. I remember our mutual friend Kevin Lillis was on the Ahsoka episode, and Nick Fred himself showed up for Boba Fett. Okay. Yeah, it was a fun times back when it was just on just on the suffering, and Pete and I got Frog Lady. That was our fun episode, Pete. Why do we always get the short end of the stick? Everyone <laughs> else gets like Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, Boba Fett. And we get freaking frog leads <laughs> i mean we got we got dave filoni as a fighter pilot that was fun hooray <laughs> all right and i'm gonna start here throw some plugs out here i mean uh pete if you want to subscribe to the sky guys podcast they can follow along all their favorite podcatchers apple Podcasts, google play tune in stitcher spotify amazon all the usual suspects simply search for the sky guys there because if you like if I came over from just on the suffering this episode is not gonna be in that feed only here yeah, honestly, I'm I'm getting a little annoyed here. Uh, we say it every week. If you're not subscribed, what are you, what are you doing? It's super easy. So, uh, yeah, subscribe to the feed. You get some exclusive content. You're not going to be disappointed. Absolutely. And Nick Freda runs the Instagram account for us. You want to tell people all about that? Yeah, it's an Instagram page that I haven't posted on in about two weeks. And I plan to start posting on it, but I always forget to. So, I will, though, once the off-season is over. When we get to Andor, I'll be posting a lot. But for now, just some memes here and there. Yeah. What's, and what's the handle for people who want to follow it? At Sky Guys Podcast. Yeah. And one word. One word, Sky Guys Podcast. And Nick D, as you can see here, we are doing the video version of this podcast. Command my YouTube page, Mike Phelps on YouTube. I'm sure. Have you checked out some of the video versions of this? So You know what? That was my audio cut out for a second. What was yeah. that? I was asking if you check out the video versions of our podcast before. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you can see all the fancy graphics. You can see some of my props. Like, I brought my copy of Jedi Fallen Order to the stream here. So, that stuff is going to be on the YouTube channel. Again, Mike Phillips on, on YouTube. You want to see all that. And Nick Freida, we have some Star Wars news week. I think some of it is video game related, too. Yeah, before I get into that, I just have one question. So, Nick, you're, you're a listener of the podcast. Do you listen... On Spotify, Apple, do you you said you, you said sometimes you do YouTube. So how do how do you generally listen? Do you do you get notified when there's a new episode? Do you check yourself? So mostly uh, Spotify. I drive for work. Uh, I'm a field service tech, so I drive like two to three hours a day. So I just have a 
a constant rotation of podcasts. So once it's, once it's live, it just kind of, it comes on whether either usually a day within the day or a day after, but it's in my rotation. You see, you see Pete, Nick subscribes the podcast. He gets everything. See, he's doing it right. See, this is (laughs) there. It is right there. See, we, we just, I don't even know if I'm subscribed (laughs) (laughs) on man. We're trying to push it to the people and you're not even subscribed. This I time. am. I am. Okay. I am. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Actually, I should check now that I said that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, subscribe, please. And, and see, and there's saying it. There's just in the suffering right there yep. underneath the everything else. Up. See, it's all on the rotation. Yeah. I can't. He won't let me leave unless you subscribe, please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And speaking of, now we'll go to our Star Wars news. Like Nick, I've, Nick Fry, I believe there's some video game related news as well. Yes, I have two pieces of news. Um, the first is the one that we all know. Uh, they, well, at least everyone here knows. It's that the Knights of the Old Republic remake has been put on the shelf, if you will, for now. They say delayed indefinitely. Um, I take that as this game is never coming out. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. So I guess, what do you think? Uh, Nick D, you go first because you're the one who brought this news to me first. I, I wish I wasn't surprised. I feel like just anytime there's a, the fact that Jedi Fallen Order was able to happen, I feel like it was nothing short of a miracle because a single player Star Wars game to come out was a tall order and I'm super bummed out. I, I was hoping this game would come out within a few years and now it looks like it's probably never going to happen. So Yeah, 2025 at the earliest according to the Bloomberg article. This is my reaction. I first saw this from Nick D yesterday. No, God! <laughs> no, God, please, no, no! 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 <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Pete, you remember when we, t- when we did the content rankings podcast? He was going, I was very, very high on this. I was very excited for it. It'd be great if I unmuted. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, uh, it's very sad. I, uh, I wonder if they have the same developers as uh, Eclipse um, or something along those lines. Is that, is that the new development hell Star Wars game, Eclipse? Am I saying that right? No, they're both, yeah. they're both there now. Yeah, so I, I don't know if it's a development hell issue or just a f- maybe they just don't think it's going to be popular and they just shelved it. I, I think it's the latter. I think they don't think it's going to be a popular game and people are not going to want to remake. They want new content because they're already playing the original one because I think the servers are still on for the original one You know, after all these years. So maybe, maybe they just kind of see the writing on the wall that, hey, this is not going to sell, so why bother? Yeah, Nick Fred, I believe the article that we were referencing from the story, basically, I think Bloomberg had it, basically said that Aspire, who's the studio behind it, basically said that they did not, they basically had fired their head of development and I think a couple other people on the project. And if they basically have to build the game from scratch, that's why they're saying, you know, it's on hold till they can figure out a direction for it, which means if they don't get motivated, they're not going to go back to it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how it always starts. It's, it always starts like that. And then it leads to a fuse and a lot of you haven't heard anything. And then it's some rumors circulating about this re- the remake possibly happening. And then a couple of years later, they just go, oh, yeah, it's over. So is this is this to be the Ryan Johnson trilogy of the of the uh, video game world? Yeah, except I'm I would think that they'll actually let us know that this thing is canceled when it is, and that they're not going to let us know because it admits defeat in a way. All right. So what other news you got for us? The other news I have is now it is it is it is official. It was rumored before, but it is now official that Amanda Stenberg Steenberg. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it to be honest with you. Is the lead of the acolyte? We had speculation that it would be her and it has been announced that she is she's on the hunger games i think we discussed that last week actually maybe two weeks ago if not but it is official she is the lead yeah and nick d i mean this i think was the only big star wars that come out of comic con so i think it was good that we got this confirmed yeah and uh i guess any hunger games fans they'll be excited that somebody they recognize is taking the lead that might draw in some extra people but yeah yeah, I'll also throw in one other piece of news. I think I don't know if Nick got to Nick Fred had on his list here, but Nick, were you aware that there was a Star Wars adjacent documentary going on that debut on Disney Plus today about ILM? No, they have a six episode docu series about the history of ILM, which does all the special effects for Star Wars. I'm definitely gonna be checking that out. That sounds fun. Yeah, sounds great. I also heard something funny. I'll just throw in here that people said that Star Wars didn't even show up to Comic Con and they did a better job than DC. <laughs> Yeah, P, I feel like DC is, in, is is literally, I think, the uh, start, their version of development hell as well, because they're a mess. DC is, is, a, is a weird one, right? The franchises are good. It's just they're not executing properly. 
I, I think, you know, they tried their best to scramble when they saw the MCU was doing well and they tried to do their own MCU fuel, like a DCU, but it's it's not going to work and it's still it's not working. So I, I have a theory on why the DC EU or why just DC in general does not work. And I, I will say it is that it sounds crazy, but in my opinion, although he's my opinion, also the best hero out of any of them in DC and Marvel, Batman is the reason it doesn't succeed. Because Batman works in a dark, gloomy, gothic style. And when it works, they try to make other movies like that, like Superman in that fashion and The Flash and Aquaman in that fashion. And they don't work in that fashion. They belong in a silly Marvel Taika Waititi universe, but they're not in there because they have to blend with Batman. Yeah. So even though Batman is so great and it works for him, it doesn't work because they try to make Superman all serious and it doesn't work like that because Superman's not supposed to be serious. Yeah, I think it's a good point. And Nick D, I mean, we also have to factor in, you know, like Ezra Miller situation, Amber Heard. <laughs> I was stuff just going to say that, from, yeah. From Aquaman 2. Kind of looks like you a little bit, Nick. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be compared to Ezra Miller, please. <laughs> Let me part my hair the other way or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want Ezra Miller on the podcast. Like, he's. Yeah. He, He's got a permanent ban from this for being invited on this podcast, Pete. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, we hope so. And we'll speak to people who are not banned from the podcast. Let's talk a little bit about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order here. Nick D, once again, thank you for having us on your Twitch stream. Last week, you started the game. We you started like, your second playthrough of it here. So for the uninitiated here, give us the general play style of this video game. So it's a combination of a few different major developers slash games so it's very uh naughty dog makes a game series called uncharted and it's very third person platforming kind of parkourish action oriented games and then it's also very this developer called from software and they make games like dark souls bloodborne sekiro more recently elden ring and uh that style of game is very the whole premise to it is you have to get from point A to point B and you're going, and if you die, you go back from the beginning and all the enemies respawn, but they always respawn in the same spots. So you kind of learn as you're going. So what EA did with fallen order was like, let's take these two and make them kiss, but also be star Wars. And it's, it's kind of a combination of all that. Yeah. Nick Frey, you're the, the three of us, you're the one who's gotten the furthest in the game. So, I mean, in terms of that, I feel like the other thing I want to add here is basically like, you're basically playing as a main character, Calcas, as a Jedi who gets cut off from the four, cuts off from the fours after Order sixty six. So basically, you're relearning Jedi skills along the way. Yeah, it's kind of cool because I mean, if you started off, it, it's just like basic video game. You got to learn the moves. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it's a good it's a good way to do it. Is that you're kind of in hiding, forget them, which they've done in other things as well, like Obi Wan. He kind of forgot. Not that he forgot, but he wasn't so fresh yeah. because he wasn't using the Force for a long time. So. Good idea, and I enjoyed the gameplay, but I got to say that recently, very recently actually, within the last couple of days, someone told me why they didn't like the game, and I got to be honest, it was a pretty good point. He said, you run away from the ship, you do what you have to do, and then you just run back. Yeah. kind of kind of is the whole game. Yeah, well, I mean, Pete, like, this is not a, I mean, this is designed to be a video game. It's not designed for, like, an epic story level. This is not nice or a public story level. Yeah, I mean, I think this is more of a, you know, like Nick D was saying, let's let's take a bunch of different elements from from our games and and try to make it Star Wars. I don't think their main concern was a strong story. Um, you guys can, you know, disagree with me or agree with me on that. But I, uh, you know, I haven't played through much of the game. I got to be honest, I'm only like three hours in, so I'm probably the least qualified person to be talking about story or even gameplay. But I'm here for the ride, so you know, I'll be here if you need me. Yeah, I mean, absolutely here. And I think Pete, what planet are you currently on right now in the game? I so I had the option of going to Dathomir or a different planet, and I picked the different planet. Kashik? No, it wasn't Kashik. It was something else. Oh, but I think like the first planet where you find the temple. Bagano, yeah, probably. It, yeah, probably. I, I just know I had so I so I did a temple first, and then after the temple, it was like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to Dathomir or this other planet? I picked the other planet, and I just I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I think I'm one planet. Hey, I think I got through the second planet. I'm on Kashik right now. I think that's where I am in the game. And Pete, I do think you did actually, according to the wiki, I looked up the story of the plot of the game. I think you did follow the correct chronological order to play the game to go to that other planet first. 
Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. At least I did something right there. Uh, I heard Dathomir was just a complete bitch to do. So I was just like, I'm not going there. I'll throw it, I'll throw it to, <laughs> yeah, I'll throw it to Nick D here because I feel like he's gotten darn more recently here. The Dathomir. Would you agree with that? That's probably the more, more difficult levels of the, on the game. Yeah. So if you go there first, it's going to be a lot harder. And then also you hit a point where literally you just can't progress anymore. And it kind of, if you go there first, some story elements happen and then you leave and then you come back and it kind of just picks up where it left off. It kind of feels a little off the timeline. So you can go there if you're like me and you like grinding and you like leveling up as high as you can before moving on, go to Dothmere first. But if you want to like experience the story the way that it should be, you should go to the other planet first. Yeah, Pete, I mean, like, when you think about that, that in terms of that regard, I do think it's interesting in that sense, in terms of, like, hey, you know, like, this is not the intended path. I wonder why then you put the choice. I mean, I assume that's what Nick D says, why you put the choice in there in the game, but, like, I feel like more sad than I actually followed the, the correct chronological path to the story. Well, I'll put it to you this way. I think it more has that kind of Dark Souls feel. Now, I never played Dark Souls, but maybe someone who has can, can either correct me or confirm this. It, I don't think they want to give you the direction i think they want you to figure it out for yourself and if it happens to be you went to the harder planet well so be it that's it yeah so yeah and nick Frieda, let's start out here with some of the characters here i mean let's start with our main character cal kestis who is portrayed talked about last week on nick's stream that audio is in the podcast feed if you want to listen to that portrayed by cameron monaghan famously played three different versions of the young joker inspiration in gotham he is cal kestis here can you give it a little bit like what cal kestis is up to in this game so he's a, um, I don't know the word, undercover Jedi, I guess, the beginning. He's hiding his force powers, working as a, I don't even know what he's working as, to be honest with you. He's a scrapper. Yeah, a scrapper. Yeah, yeah, he works for the scrapper, for, for like the scrapper guild. So he's a scrapper, hiding his powers, and then long story short, the Inquisitors show up. And they get introduced to them in the game, and they make they make a great entrance, by the way. And he has to find out what's going on with these inquisitors. They, they you know, he he um, has to reveal his force powers to prevent himself and friend from dying. So once they see that he's a Jedi, he you know you can't just walk away from that. So it opens up a whole situation where he's got to stay alive. He's got to figure out who they are and all that. Yeah, and Pete, we saw his last Imperial Pro-Droid basically spots him using the Force, save his buddy Prowf, and Prowf is the anti-freck of the group. He basically, mm-hmm. the Inquisitor show up, basically saying, you know, like, we don't need the Empire. The Jedi are good. And then he gets killed by, I think the Ninth Sister is the one who kills him, and we see the Ninth Sister and the Second Sister are Inquisitors we follow throughout the game. So, Reva's uh, immediate predecessor and one sixth down the line. Yeah, he, he's done immediately. <laughs> Absolutely immediately. And I, and I, uh, I actually like that that happens because now there's no question. Um, well, actually, I don't want to say there's a question, but like we uh, we talked about this in Obi-Wan, right? Um, and this might be a discrepancy that we want to talk about. In Obi-Wan, which was, af- it was after the events of Fallen Order. Am I yep. correct on that? Five years okay. after. So the Inquisitor had no problem just murdering that guy standing up to her. But yet in Obi-Wan, we see the Inquisitors are not that trigger happy if you will yeah um we discussed that maybe it's because you know the empire is still not that powerful or they don't have that kind of control over people yet so i wonder what do you guys what are you guys thoughts on why there's that kind of discrepancy where on this salvage planet for cal Kestis, someone stands up and says we don't need this and he just immediately dies but versus an obi-wan they're tolerant of people saying like hey you know don't you know yes reva takes a hand but reva's also the hand of that woman but reva's also the extreme of the inquisitors compared to the other ones like why do we think there's that discrepancy i'll throw it to nick d on this one well in obi-wan don't they 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 throw like a knife at the guy right and then the jedi has to stop it to reveal it yes right? they kind of like bait him with that so yeah. i think i don't know i feel like it's kind of similar uh also i was i was under the impression of She's not Freck. What was the, what's the anti Freck's name? Freck. Oh, Prof is the guy in the game. Prof. Yeah. I, I I was under the impression maybe I misinterpreted that he was he was pretending to be the Jedi kind of thing, or maybe he was just being a symbol that you yeah. know Jedi don't have to hide or something. But uh, 
maybe second sister has a little bit more to prove than Riva did or something. I'm, I'm not sure, but I guess they, the point is they're willing to kill. And I, I think in Obi-Wan, she would have killed the guy if the Jedi hadn't stopped it. Right. So, yeah, I think Nick Fred, I think my theory on this is that like, it, it, these two are sort of on their own, whereas I think the Grand Inquisitor and the Fifth Brother, there's maybe like a philosophical thing with those two where they sort of have their own sort of rule in place. Like, hey, you know, like, we're going to do it this way, as opposed to, like, the second sister nicest made say, you know, like, we don't care. We're just going to do what we want. We're going to kill these guys that they're going to be Jedi sympathizers. Yeah, it's a good point. I guess, I I, I don't repeat, though, you know, I feel like it doesn't actually kind of make sense in the story. But... It's such a small discrepancy, like a small difference there that I don't think anyone really notices that. Yeah, I'm not nitpicking it. I just I was just curious as why you guys thought what your thoughts are on it. Yeah, and just to clarify, Nick D, that Calcus is our only the only character you play in the game. Am I correct on that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you play it him at a younger age, but it's still Calcastus. Okay. Let's also talk about the other the other interesting character game. I believe pronunciation is Siri Junda, who. It, it picks up Cal when he's on the run from the Inquisitors on the first pl- on the Scrapper planet, and he found she's flying with a pilot in Greece. She tells you that she used to be a Jedi and she no longer is. And Nick D, tell me about this character. Some of the stuff we learn about her over the course of this game. So, when you initially meet her, it's revealed that she was a former Jedi and she lost her Padawan, and you know she's kind of cut herself off to the Force. And you don't know why at first, and maybe I'm looking at it, excuse me, kind of hindsight goggles, but I think Cal also kind of gets this feeling that she's not giving him the full story, but they're necessary to do what needs to be done. Uh, How, how far into spoilers are we? Are we going? Are we going through the plot, or should I just kind of? We, 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 we're, we're, I mean, if you're listening to this game, you're gonna basically, if you're listening to this podcast, you're assuming you don't really care about being spoiled in the plot, right? So you find out that the second sister was actually Sears Padawan. Uh, and that gets revealed. And then this kind of rift between Cal and Seer happens. And you find out that Seer was tortured by the empire. And the only way she got out was using the dark side of the force. And that's why she cut herself off because she's kind of tasted the dark side and she knows how hard it is to come back from that. So rather than worrying too much about it, she just kind of cuts herself off of it. So, Pete, since you haven't gotten there again, what's your reaction to that sort of story idea? It's not a bad story idea. I mean, I, I like that. Um, I unfortunately, I haven't played through the game to actually see how it's executed, right? Because even like the story of Riva, I, I go back to Obi Wan because this is what was most recent. The story of Riva is a great story idea, and if you explained it in that way, I would say, wow, that, that Riva story actually sounds pretty good. I just don't know execution wise how it was done, unfortunately, because I, I really haven't gotten far in the game. But it does. It sounds great. Uh, Nick Frey, have you gotten you've gotten that far? Do they do they stick the landing on that one? Yeah, I think so. I think the story in the game is pretty interesting, and the gameplay is pretty good. I think it's just not as good as some games I've played, and it's not as good of a story as some things I've watched, whether it's a game or a show or anything like that. So I, I don't think they they miss on anything, especially this part. I don't think they do at all. But there's plenty of stuff that, um. Not that I don't want to say it doesn't hit, but it doesn't hit direct. I feel like everything makes perfect sense. Everything's good, including this, but it's not perfect. Yeah. All right. So that's, I think that's the basis, you know, the characters. The rest are sort of like side pieces for the most part here. So the only thing I don't like, though, is I feel like they didn't have any. Maybe I'm wrong if I don't think, if I, if I think back, but there were no like other characters who we've known before. Well, I mean, well, you know, there's one. But, there's, there's one. But think, there's, but there's one major one and one. Minorish one, I guess, depending on how important their like, role he is. He meets with this guy Cordova, I believe, at one point. Yeah, he doesn't meet Cordova. over. Cordova's a well, yeah, over like a Skype, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. it's a recorded video. I just feel like they could have just made that Qui Gon Jin, and people would have been happy. Yeah, I think it's a matter of they just didn't want to pay Liam Neeson to be to be him. Hey, you could have got another voice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they wanted to use. I think it was issues more of the likeness. You don't people like Liam Mason? Is that what you're saying? No, like using his likeness. They might not pay for it. And then they want people to say, oh, that's not look like Kwai John Jin. Come on now. 
Are you? I suppose. I just thought they could have used some of the, some characters in the game to relate with people a little bit more. I, I mean, like the Qui Gon. It feels like a Star Wars story that's separated from the Star Wars universe, even though it does take place in the universe. It does feel very separated. Yeah, Pete, in terms of the Qui-Gon angle here, I mean, like, this is a game where we see that Cameron Monaghan, like, literally voices the character, and they use his likes of the character. If we got, like, some, like, voice actor and, like, like CG, like, oh, I'm Qui-Gon Jinn, I don't think that would have jived very well. Yeah, I, um... Budgetary-wise, it probably wouldn't have jived very well, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Liam Neeson's not a cheap person to get when it comes to anything, right? I yeah. mean, he's a very famous actor, very good actor. So, I, uh... I agree with Nick. Uh, I and I'm and I'm agreeing with him on the standpoint of of concept, right? Because again, I haven't played through the game. If 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 that one you know big character, I don't know if we're going to talk about it um, more. But if 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 we only have that one, it's not to say it's harder to get into the game for me. But I think we want a little bit of fan service in the games, right? Like, oh, we know that character. We're fighting alongside that character, something like that. So I agree with Nick on that aspect. So Saw Gerrera doesn't do it for you guys? That doesn't make you all excited, you know? <laughs> yeah, Saw Gerrera is kind of like the calm, I feel like, Nick Fry. I feel like he's very much the, like, oh, it's that guy when you see him and stuff. Because, I mean, he's in both animated, he's in all three animated shows. He shows up in Rogue One. He shows up here. I feel like he's just like the, oh, that guy. I know that guy. Yeah, I'm surprised he was. Well, he's, he's dead, I guess that's why. But yep. he would have been perfect to put in the galaxy's edge but i guess that's just canon story yeah. where he's not alive so they yeah. couldn't do that is he dead though did he yeah. ever see a body everybody knows <laughs> i <dead>. guess not <laughs> but considering no one in rogue one makes out alive i feel like he's pretty good he's dead i mean maul keeps coming back so you know i guess it's possible that saw Gerrera is just chilling under the rocks yeah they can just say somehow saw Gerrera returned yeah it's true there, you know. he survived from his hatred mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's talk about the main mission of the game here. And basically, Nick D, you basically go to your first planet after Sierra Junior picks up Cal. You basically go find, she says, we have to find this, uh, looking for a recording from Eno Cordova. They find it. Eno Cordova basically says, like, I have found a holocron. It has a bunch of information on Force-sensitive children, and you need to find it and keep it out of the Empire's hands. And But I'm not going to tell you this because it's a video game, so you're going to have to go through a bunch of different missions and go different places to find what you need. So that's basically, I think, the plot of the video game basically summed up in about, like, the vast majority of it in about, like, two sentences. Yeah, yeah. So I think the whole story with Cordova was he kind of foresaw all this bad things happening. So he, I think he made the list on the Holocron. Uh, I think he had it from whatever the Jedi Temple. archives serve, whatever. Uh yeah, that, see, that's the thing. With this game, as far as plot, it's pretty straightforward. You know, the, it's, it's you need to get this holocron, but you have to prove yourself worthy of it. So go here, and then you go there, and it's like, okay, now you have to go here because it's a video game. So I think that's where this game, like how you guys are saying, not a huge fan of video games, that's where this game doesn't really stick the landing because the story's okay. It's, it's fine. I think where this game hits home for me is the character development that they do and the arcs that they do, especially with Cal. Uh, Cal starts off, we're, we're in the same position as Cal. We don't know how to use these powers. We don't know how to do any of this stuff. We're learning alongside Cal. And as Cal's learning, you see he has these flashbacks with his former master and he was never made a full Jedi Knight. He was always a Padawan and you know, he starts off cutting that off, and as he slowly lets it in, he becomes stronger, and you as the player get stronger with him. And I think that's where the game really shines, is if you kind of... It's that role-playing as a Jedi kind of thing. Yeah, P, I don't, remember if, I don't know if you've played uh, Nice Old Republic. It's sort of the same sort of story plot where I think... Story plot, like device, basically, where, like, in in Nice Old Republic, you play through the first planet, and then you basically find out, oh, like, we have to go find the Star Forge. Here's a star map. You have to go to these four planets, find different pieces of the map. So basically, that's the sort of principle they're applying here with the whole... You have to go f pass all these tests before you can get the hologram. Yeah, I like that. I uh, I think that's a smart move, especially because, you know, the whole point of uh, Star Wars and Jedi training is that you're going to learn piece by piece, right? I mean, we've we've heard about patience and we've talked about, you you know, remember your training and all that stuff. So I think that, that point drives home. Um, I got to the part the very, very first flashback where you learn how to wall, uh, like kind of wall run. And I like how the game 
doesn't say like, oh, like you can't do this unless you unlock it. It just it just doesn't allow you to until you learn it. And then you it just it works. It's not like an ability that you have to click a button and now all of a sudden you can wall run. I like how it's just built into just the the fluid mechanics of it. Um and I actually I you know, I talk about character development a lot when it comes to the shows. I think for for a video game as well, because it's an immersive experience, you know, somewhat. It's not VR, but um it makes you feel like you're growing with the character. And that's that's really cool to me. Yeah, Nick. Let's talk about some of the Nick. Sorry, let's talk about some of the major character and story things here. So, you want to start with our buddy Saw Guerrero? Talk about what he, what he's doing here in this game. Saw. Yeah, what Saw is up to? Oh God, I don't even remember. Because you you wanted to Saw and Kashyyyk when he's trying to help free Wookies. Oh my God. So, Saw on Kashyyyk. Honestly, I don't remember all. Hold on, hold on. No. Nick D, you want to step in here? Oh, hold on. No, no, no. I, I, He's got I, I can do this. There. I can do, I'm, remember, I'm remembering. I'm remembering because I remember mm-hmm. you You look at a holocron with him, but what is the holocron of? I think it's just of Kashyyyk, right? Yeah, I think it, you're supposed to go to Kashyyyk and look for Tarful, the, the Wookiee chieftain, and then you run into Saw on, when you first get there. And isn't the one you're looking for the one from Red to the Sith? I believe so, yes. That's cool. So That's also, cool. uh, Cordova was Seer's master. So that's kind of where she's like, he was friends with Tarful. If we find Tarful, maybe we can get some clues. Some clues, and that's what leads them to Kashyyyk. Yeah, so if I remember correctly, you are seeking out, how do I pronounce it, Tar- Tarful? Yeah. Because he could help you find the holocron. Yes. And the holocron has the names of all the four sensitive individuals, or the, the I guess, children, all of them, right? They're not... I think they're all I think children. I think it's children. And instead, you run into Saw, and you kind of just assist him with, if I remember correctly, with you you assist him with, um, with freeing the Wookies, and then you kind of help him get a little group going where they kind of start actively. I guess it's kind of your first sign of the rebellion. Yeah, where he starts actively um, attacking. Yeah, like he flames the fire, if you will, of the rebellion against the Empire. So it's like the first time that anyone uh, really stood up to them, I would assume. But it's, it's right now it's 14 BBY, and they didn't take over till 19 BBY. So you would assume after those five years, it's the first person to really stand up to them. I'm sure there's been little things in those five years where someone did something stupid on Coruscant and died. But I think it's the first time that you actually saw some people kind of organized doing something against the Empire. Yeah, and Pete, before we go further in the story here, I want to point out one funny thing here, considering that Enar Cordell apparently just manages to somehow get this thing out of the library, all the holocron stuff, and Jocasinu didn't notice it. And I wonder what it actually would have been if Obi-Wan went looking there. It's like, well, if they don't, these don't have the records of these children, they don't exist. Can I just say, probably worst Star Wars character ever <laughs> out there? The librarian? Yeah. Uh, I thought you were saying Obi-Wan. I was like, what? Oh, librarian. <laughs> librarian. Just, worse, worse than Zero the Hut? Oh, God. Uh, no. No, let's talk about no, yeah, no. That, that's true. That is true. <laughs> bottom some... five, at least. Yeah, bottom five. So, so bottom five, we have, we're have we going to put Zero in there. We'll put we'll put her in there. Put Deputy Scott in there. Deputy Scott. Did Obi-Wan's boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It's a fun, fun group of your characters there. Like That would be one hell of a uh, party. In Obi-Wan's Col- boss, Flea's gang. Yeah. Nick D, build the coder party with that group. That would be that would be a hell of a lot of fun. I I don't I don't want to. <laughs> also, uh, one of the most fun moments in the game, I think, when you first get to Kashyyyk, you kind of have to sneak in there and you climb aboard an ATAT walker. Yep. Yes. And then you you drive yes. you pilot that and you get to like blast a whole bunch of stuff. And that's when you first meet Saw because he jumps on it and he's like, "Wait a second, what's you're, going on here?" He's like, "You're not a stormtrooper." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that That's was a very that, cool I, that I remember. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that one. That was my, one of my favorite parts of the game I got through. It was, like, it was just blasting a ton of stuff with the AT-AT. With the AT-AT. All right, Nick D. In terms of the Dathomir stuff, and there was a lot of crazy stuff that happens on Dathomir. You want to sort of walk us through some of the big story stuff from that? Yeah, so uh, you get to Dathomir, uh, and you're greeted by a Knight Sister. Uh, and she's doesn't like Jedi because in her eyes, she thinks the Jedi are the one that killed all of her people, 
which I think it's not stated explicitly. I think it's kind of implied <clears throat> excuse me, that she thinks Grievous might've been a Jedi because she sees lightsabers killing all of her people. And so therefore she's like Jedi killed all my people. So she doesn't, she's very hesitant towards Cal being there. So she's essentially like, you need to leave. Otherwise I'm going to send my night brothers against you, which she ends up doing. And uh, at this point in the game, you don't really get much further than that. It's when you come back later on, uh, you meet this mysterious hooded character who is clearly some shady dude, but he's like, no, I'm just some traveler. Don't worry about me. And you leave and you come back later and that whole part of the game gets uncovered. Yeah. I feel like you kept passing that guy like 10 times. Well, Maybe that, I was playing the game wrong. I don't know, but I passed him so many times. That's what happens if you go to that. If you go to Dathomir too early, then it's just kind of like, hey, hello again. I'm just, I'm just standing here. I'm waiting for you but to I be must, able to I jump over that went, wall. I must have went too early because I remember going and then going back and then going and see. I just kept seeing him. Yes, yeah, so he's probably sitting there in the corner, Pete, saying like, hmm, he's not ready yet for me to get involved in his life. <laughs> I love a good NPC, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Nick Ferreira, I mean, this guy, from what I've read about him, basically, like, he is a, he's another, another favorite character here, he's another Jedi survivor of Ori 66, he goes there to hide, and then he gets corrupted by the dark side, and he just yeah. tries to loop you. Yeah, we don't spot. really get those guys too often, yeah. people who survive Order 66. Yeah. yeah this he, is news to us, we haven't seen that, ever. Yeah. Yeah. He's only about the 50, about the 60th Jedi you've heard of who survived Order 66 at this point. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he's a real shady guy. I remember first time I saw him, I was like, okay, he's clearly not a good guy. I don't know if he's – I wouldn't say he's a bad guy, but he's clearly not a good guy. I mean, we all know at the end what, what happens. But uh, a lot of – I mean, just a lot of dark side energy on Dathomir. I think even the best of the best hanging out on Dathomir for a long time would not end up okay. Yeah, and Nick, what ends up happening to this guy? Nick D, what ends up, what ends up happening to this guy? So – Jumping ahead a little bit, you find out why you need to go to Dathomir's because there's the key to open up the vault in Bergano because fetch quests and what have it. Uh, he, I can't remember his name now. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Do you have his name? I think it's Taron. Taron. Or Taldric. Something like that. Well, I thought it was Malakos. Marcos might be right. I'm going to. Yeah. It's Taron Mal Malikos. Malakos. Yep. Okay. So he reveals he's been there for a while he's kind of gained the ability to control night brothers as well and he's he's not working for anybody evil he's just kind of been corrupted himself so he wants cal to like join him like most dark side people want you know everybody on the dark side wants them to join you so you can do whatever you want cal resists and that leads to cal's kind of luke in the cave moment where he's confronted by literally his past. He's confronted by his former master. He sees, you see order 66 happen through his perspective. You see why Cal feels responsible for his master's death. And he has to face that. And in doing so he breaks his lightsaber. So then you have to leave and you come back again, but going back to that guy, he's just, he's kind of just a, a dark side presence there to help Cal triumph and move forward. Yeah, Nick Fred, does he escape the game alive or does he die? I think he escapes. Am I wrong about that? I think, no, I think he, and, you know, it might be one of those things like he, he died, <laughs> you know, like there's no body. So like, you know, there's no, no way of knowing for sure. So basically is it he died question mark. Yeah. Yeah. And I could, I thought he survived, honestly. He might have survived, but I believe at this point of the game. Mary oh, oh, okay. Yeah. She, that so was, the whole no, temple crumbles, right? And I remember yeah. he's so they never showed him die. They never, but he's assumed to be dead. She, um, she buries him alive. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So she. So, so Mar I mean, Mary in the night. If you get buried alive, he'll, I guess you're alive. He'll be in the sequel, basically. Is what we're saying. I know. I would imagine he's dead because the, the temple then collapsed, right? Yeah, it's it's we have actually we never introduced the. Night sister's name. Marin is her name. Marin, yeah. She she helps you escape because she kind of has this teleporting ability, which comes very useful. So she the plot develops. She realizes that, oh, maybe the Jedi aren't evil, and I actually want to help Cal do what he has to do. So she ends up joining the party. We'll put a pin in that one here. And Pete, 
I think it's pretty cool that we get this. I mean, we saw this in Clone Wars. I think in season, I want to say five, where like Count Dooku and Grease is just go and slaughter all the Night Sisters to try and take Mother Talzin out from board here. So nice to see them bring that into this game. Yeah, I I think that's great. I think uh, bringing that storyline or, or at least planet to life again in video games was 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 very um, video game form was very smart of them. I. Uh, I have to say, though, good thing we did this podcast and started this because if we didn't watch Clone Wars or all this stuff, and I, I was playing this game prior to watching Clone Wars, that's probably why I was so confused. I was like, what's going on in half these places? Um, obviously, I knew what Kashyyyk is, but but um, yeah, it's, I think it's great. I think I, I think it's awesome that they tie all the plants in and everything, too. All right, so Nick D, let's go forward with the, with the plot here. So you you get off of Dathomir, you go back to Pagano, you unlock the holocron. What the hell happens? Right, so we also skipped over Zepho, that whole planet. Uh, which do we, uh, do we really need to talk about Zepho that much? No, I just think it's funny that the people, the ancient race, is called the Zepho. Yeah. They're a race of Force-sensitive users, and their home planet is called Zepho. So that'd be like, oh yeah, we need to help these humans. What planet are they from? Oh, planet human, you know. But that's yeah, Zepho planet exists. Just there's just tombs you need to go in there, and it's kind of a point you keep coming back to. So. Uh, once you escape Dathomir, uh, you go back to Brogano, you enter the vault, finally, and there's there's the thing. There's the thing we've been playing 15 hours to get to. It's there, and Second Sister's there. So uh, you 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 battle her. You, there's also several points throughout the game that you battle the Second Sister, and that's where you learn the plot that she was Seer's Padawan and that whole thing that happens. Uh, we missed we we went over the fact that Cal has the ability to touch things yeah. and and see what happens. So uh second sister throws the lightsaber at him, he grabs it, and now we see everything from her perspective. And she does that to kind of distract Cal so she can take the holocron and then get the hell out of there. Yeah, Nick Fred, doesn't it like he see a vision basically where he's an inquisitor basically and he's like killing children? Yeah, kind of like when Luke goes in the weird forest and then Ray goes somewhere similar because they copied it. I don't remember where she went. Yeah, you see her being tortured yeah. first person into into becoming an Inquisitor, basically. Yeah, so that's an interesting story point here. And after at this point, Pete, they're gonna just say, so you know, we're going to this is where I think the game ends at Fortress Inquisitorius. So we actually get to see the Fortress, I think this is, I think, pre what we see in episode in Obi-Wan ep, part four, our favorite episode of Obi-Wan. So this is our I would say, do we get to see regular people just boop stormtroopers in the face? <laughs> That's just enough. Like, does the game get super easy when I get there? Because it just seems like the the security in general over there is just crap. So I feel like that the game gets super easy when you get there, right? Uh, Nick, Nick D, do they have shields up at this at this point? <laughs> No, I think actually the funny part is I think the way that they get in, they go in Same way. into the water, yeah, and then they kind of swim their way up because, you know, they don't have shields on Fortress Inquisitorius because who would be dumb enough to attack that, you know? Yeah, so anyway, they go they go through there, and then Nick Frieda, you want to tell us about this big fight between uh, Cal and the second sister? Yeah, well, it's, it's not so much about them. Uh, is it time? It's, I think it's time. Well, it's not so much about them. It's it's about someone else who shows up, and it, it's uh, our good friend Anakin, aka but, Darth, aka Darth at this point. And it's really more so about her in her revealing her true intentions, which is seems like every Inquisitor's true intention, right? Yeah. And that's to not work for him. Maybe he's just a really bad boss. Yeah, maybe he's just, you know, it's a horrible work-life balance, and maybe that's why they all try to kill him. Yeah, Pete... Think of, you, th you think of that ever? They should change the anti-work subreddit to a picture of just Fortress Inquisitorius or yeah. something. Pete, this goes against my favorite Star Wars meme, where we talk about how Darth Vader built the greatest company in the history of the galaxy. <laughs> I think at one point when the new Star Wars trilogy came out, they had Undercover Boss with Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah pretty funny. They did that, yeah. like that. That's pretty funny. I saw that. Funny. And I, I wish they did it with Darth Vader because I feel like, well, you know, obviously with just the suit on, but, but like, I wish they did it with Darth Vader because that would have been, I think, hysterical. Yeah. I, uh, but yeah, 
Maybe it's just bad. Maybe bad benefits. Who knows? I mean, he did build a company that uh, employed thousands of workers. He already saw a magic position in it. Like, did he build the company or did the emperor build the company? He has a pretty active role in shaping the company. All right, but, you know, the blame always falls on the little guy, right? So. Yeah. All right, here. So, uh, Nick D, what does happen to uh, our to the second sister? Because I know the ninth sister behind Gloucester Effect, she gets killed by Cal earlier in the game. Right, or, well... Yeah. killed because yeah. you know her arm gets cut off and she gets thrown off of the giant tree on Kashyyyk but uh, you know, dead uh, so the fight with uh, the second sister it kind of it's kind of Seer's redemption they finally come to terms with what happened Seer apologizes for failing her and in that moment you see the second sister kind of doing the whole turn where she's like going back thinking about going back and then out in the background you see darth vader come down and he strikes her down because he's like you failed sorry you know there's no going back once you're here strikes her down and the funny thing is we know who darth vader is cal has no idea who he is because cal's like this doesn't look good and Sears like no 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 this is not <laughs> good this is actually the worst possible outcome we could be having right now and uh seer charges vader and vader just literally just throws her off of a, a ledge and you're actually you fight Vader, and uh, so we 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 quickly went over the whole Cal building his new lightsaber, yeah. kind of coming to terms with everything that happened. Right. He's now the strongest he's ever been. Seer gives him the rank of Jedi Knight finally. So he's you're feeling good, right? You're like I'm a, I'm the strongest I've ever been. You go through the fortress; they're easy now, and then you fight Vader, and he just wrecks you. You you don't you don't get a single hit on him. He and then it's it's time to book it. It's time to escape. Yeah, before we get to how the escape happens here, I throw tunes out here. Nick is the new model of saber he builds. This is the, this is the one that's on sale at Galaxy's Edge now. <laughs> I see Pete shaking his head. No, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I, I believe the one that's being sold at Galaxy's Edge is the original one with the kind of like busted up hilt. Yeah, like that would make sense. one that was Jaro Tapal's saber, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so but I think the branding is Cal Kestis. Uh, at least yeah, Galaxy's Edge. He, he gives him, uh, and as he's dying, he gives right. you know, Cal his lightsaber. So it's got it. So technically, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think it's the original hilt. I don't think it's the rebuilt one. Yeah. All right. So that's thing number one here. Thing number two, Pete, I wanted to go to you this way. The way the second sister dies here is basically you, we wanted to happen for Reva and Obi-Wan. They didn't, do, they didn't do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just the, the, the Inquisitor questionnaire that we that we have every time like how, how's this one gonna go every single time we see a new inquisitor you know i, I the, the inquisitors in in obi-wan to me were lackluster yeah. uh, i don't know i you guys can disagree agree with me but uh yeah i uh i again i haven't been able to experience it you know it probably would have been wise of me to just like watch the cutscenes on youtube but i also also don't want to spoil what it looks like until i play the game like i don't mind hearing what happens but i, I want to kind of see what it looks like for my own so I apologize if I'm unprepared to really talk about the, the the death of the Inquisitor there and how it looks or how it's supposed to be. Yeah, so I was just making a comparison. This is sort of the idea here that Vader kills her. Yeah, it should have yeah. happened to Reva, you yeah. think. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think that would should have been the way it happened. But again, you know, if you want to go back to Obi-Wan really quick, uh, Reva's story is not that bad. It's just executed poorly. All right, so we got that out of the way here. So I'll... Uh, Nick D, you want to take us through here? How does the story end here? How do we leave this uh, this game here? All right, so you're escaping. Vader has you cornered. Uh, Seer comes back. She she didn't die. She just fell off of a cliff and came back. Uh, taps into her dark side energy again and buys you enough time to escape with the help of Marin. So you guys all get out of there. Vader gets you know, as Vader does, you you escape and he's just kind of standing there. Uh, finally, so you're on the ship, <clears throat> you have the holocron and they open it up and you see all these planets and all these names and everything. And Cal decides to take his lightsaber and just destroy the holocron because the force will do what the force needs to do. He, they decide it's probably better to do that and let the force take care of everything rather than letting this information get into the empire's hands and have these children hunted down. Yeah. So you think about it. The entire story was for nothing. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, so basically you end up back at square one, except you have you add Marion to your party at the end, by the end of the by the end of the game. Yeah, and and, and at the beginning, you know, you're as Cal, you're the scrapper, and now you're Jay Knight. Somewhat in the fight. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you are in the fight. And Pete, in terms of strategy here, I do think it was smart on Cal to just destroy the thing because what were the three of them actually gonna do with the holocron? Like now that they're gonna start a whole Jedi order by themselves. I don't know. It kind of sounds to me like they made How I Met Your Mother into a uh, a video game. The whole show is just for that ending. Yeah. I understand. Like, trust me, I understand. You don't want that information to get into the into bad hands, but like, you're gonna go through all that trouble for the end cutscene to be like, boop, done. Yeah. I I throw my controller. I'd be like, what the hell's going on here? Thank you for letting me know, so I don't ruin my monitor. But <laughs> I I just I you're right, Nick. I mean, uh, Freyetta, like it's it's it. The whole game's for nothing at that point. Yeah, yes, you protect younglings and you protect force sensitive people. Sure, that is an end game that is justified. Got it. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so that's basically how the game goes here. And we do have a sequel coming here. Next year, we have Star Wars Jedi Survivor. We see Cal Kestis again. He's fighting more Inquisitors in this in the trailer that's out there so far. And Nick Freyetta here. Where do you think we could go here? Because right now, time is five years after the conclusion of this game, so we are basically in Obi Wan Kenobi times. What do you think we could be up to with Cal? I think that this is going to take place right before the Obi Wan show, like same year, like a couple weeks, months before. And I think Reeve is going to be a character in it, and I think so is the Grand Inquisitor and the Fifth Brother and all the people we saw in. And what was the sister we saw? What which one? The fourth, fourth sister. I believe we'll see these characters in the show, a combination, maybe all of them, or excuse me, in the in the game, because I think this is going to be leading us into there. And I, I, I would hope, I would really hope, I hate when games make it so like, oh, it's been five years. I forgot how to do everything. I, you, I really hope that you learn, you can keep your skills and then you learn new skills throughout the game instead of forget everything and have to learn it over again. Yeah, Nick D, I feel like the beginning of this game, I feel like they're going to do sort of a tutorial. Like, oh, here's what you remember from the last game. It's like, you can run the wall, you can do this. And I think as the game goes on, you'll start picking up more skills. And say, oh, I've learned how to do this in the five years between games. Yeah, they'll probably do something like that. An example, uh, recently, uh, I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West, and that's the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. And, you know, you spend 60 hours playing this game, learning all these skills. And the next game, those are all your base skills, and you build on top of that. So they could do something like that. I think what I kind of want to see from this next game is like, I, I, I can understand they would play it a little bit conservatively because yes, it's canon, but you can't really do too much. You can't change a whole lot with this. So I think this game was just kind of alongside the main story and it helps you build up these characters and 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 shows you who these people are i kind of want the next game now to actually do something canon wise like introduce some characters from the shows maybe have them meet ahsoka or something you know like i just kind of want this next game to be we have the character we've had the development we see where they're at now let's actually have it mean something not just holocron destroyed we're done uh, Nick Freyda, what do you think if uh, Cal Kestis is helping out with the path? Uh, seems pretty likely to be honest. You know, I don't like I don't like the sound of it. Okay. <laughs> if you, you get boring, you get your favorite character Roken involved. But or maybe we take a left turn and get some Hondo in here. That ain't happening. <laughs> I, I think it could set up skeleton crew. Yeah. Well, I think they're not. I don't think they're gonna touch Hondo in that game. It just got feel like the direction they were going. We shall see. There's probably going to be like a 17th sister or something, or like they're actually get a brother this time we're fighting. I feel like we're getting new, more new Inquisitors that we can have Cal kill somebody and not ruin canon. Yeah, in all seriousness, I think what I said earlier with the uh, um, returning characters from Obi-Wan, and then I think some new Inquisitors as well. Yeah. Also, in the trailer for the sequel game, does he he's comes up to somebody in a in like a stasis kind of thing? Do we do we know who that is? Did the internet figure out who that is? We did not, because I, I do know what you're talking about, where you do somebody like in like the basically got back the tank. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering like, is that Cordova? Do we is Cordova ever dead? 
is he looking for Sears master now to learn more or something like that's just, I, I have no basis off of that. I'm just throwing, you know, softballs out there, but yeah. P I think you're looking forward to win the new game. Uh, I'm looking forward to being the first game so I can <laughs> understand the new game, but um, you know, I, I hope and not to say there's something wrong with this, but I feel like a lot of games have turned to the RPG kind of role-playing game model. Um, Assassin's Creed switched that model, I want to say, about, I don't know, seven, eight years ago with Origins. Um, I don't think we're going to see that happen with this game, but I wonder if they're going to make it more of a opportunity to make money outside of the game, right? Microtransactions has been a thing for a while now with a lot of games, and I hope that it doesn't become an issue with this game. Um, the only reason why I say that is because if we're going to keep the same skills, I don't know how much more skills you can learn as a Jedi practically, you know, in practicality. So my concern with all games nowadays is, is this going to be microtransaction heavy or is this going to be grindy and get the best gear and that's how you're going to progress in the story? Yeah, I did find an interview here with, uh, before we actually get to like one thing, I want to throw out here, we didn't even mention this one. The Break of Characters game is clearly the droid BD-1. I mean, he's very popular. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention BD. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we see, you saw him, like, he's a little droid, he becomes your your best friend in the game, and Pete, we talk, we, we see a BD unit live action, Book of Boba Fett, I think in one of their episodes he's in there. They have a Lego set coming out for him. BD-1, and we've seen Cal as a lot of promo art from this second game. They're linked together. The, he's the breakout star of this game. Yeah, I mean, I think this game is going to play a huge part in also future Star Wars shows and maybe even films. It, it, for them to have a legacy lightsaber at, at Galaxy's Edge, for them to make a Lego set about BD-1, obviously there's going to be a lot of marketing behind this game and also the the two characters of Cal Kestis and BD-1 you know, to come. I feel like there's going to be a ton coming out of the network from them for them. Excuse me. Yeah, I also want to share a screen. There's an interview on StarWars.com with the uh, creator of the game, uh, Sig Admonson. Admonson, and he has a, a note here, the question here says here, that basically says, Respawn was a trail teaser for Star Wars Jedi Survivor Celebration. There's not, there's not much you could say, but something that struck me about it is the mood of the piece. It's mysterious and menacing, and what you could say it's a reflection of what might be in store. And, the, and Stig says, yeah, you nailed it. Right there is the purpose and the tone of it is to leave the player with a lot of questions they're very intrigued. The game is all about survival. That's why it's called Jedi Survivor. They're in dark times and Cal and the crew are doing whatever it takes to stay alive. I mean, they're making connections with people that in other times might be considered unsavory. Sometimes portraying the trailer. Again, I don't want to give anything away. There's definitely a sense of, I don't want to spoil anything. Sorry. So Nick, your Hondo theory might actually hold here. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm expecting Hondo. I'd be disappointed if there wasn't Hondo at this point. Yeah. So uh, to pose this to you guys, if this is going, if they are really pushing the survival point home. I can't remember the game, but do we think this is going to be like a survival game? Not necessarily that it's like, you know, there, there was a, I think it was called Ark. I think it was the game. Um, there was like dinosaurs involved. I don't know. But uh, it, do you think this is going to be like, hey, you got to find food and supplies to even progress? Is it going to be like a Dark Souls where like if you die, you lose everything? Like, I wonder if this game is taking a next step up in difficulty because they want to go about the survival aspect of the game. I do feel, I think I definitely see, I can see where basically like for Nick Frey, I'll go to you not this. I feel like this is where it says like, really have to work to earn everything you get in this game. I feel like it's going to be much harder to like progress or do things than it was in the first game. Sounds like it. Yep. It's all we really can go off of for now, but it does sound like it. Yeah. Nick D, did you watch the trailer at all for Jedi survivor? Uh, just uh, the, there's only been one, right? Just, just the one from Celebration. Yeah. So I yeah I watched that a couple of times. Uh, it doesn't give you a whole lot. I think uh, I'm not too concerned. They're going to shake up the formula too much because like single player games usually aren't very microtransaction heavy. Maybe just cosmetic stuff. Uh, maybe there might add some type of element of like resource collection. Maybe they'll have more open areas and. You know, you might have to go back to the ship to camp out, or if you find this stuff here, you can stay out longer. They might throw in some new mechanics, but I don't think they're going to shake it up too much. I don't think EA wants to take that risk. I think the game sold well, and they don't want to alienate any more of a fan base, and they might have already making the game as difficult as it was. So, All right, we'll throw it out there. Before, before we wrap up here, I'll talk about some of the Easter eggs you got 
gotten from uh, Fallen Order in like the real in the actual mainstream Star Wars kind of. I mentioned before the BD one show, like BD droid showing up in Book of Boba Fett here, and uh, Nick. Do you want to talk about some of the, like the stuff from the Inquisitor Fortress we saw in Obi Wan that it popped up again? Wait, which Nick me or I said Nick D. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which stuff in the stuff from the fourth episode of Obi Wan is really where most of the uh, Fallen Order stuff came out of. Uh, I'm trying to remember what else was in Obi Wan that was directly linked to Fallen Order. I mean, uh, the Inquisitor base, basically the biggest thing. Right, the Inquisitor base. Uh, I what what other Easter eggs were there? you know? Because you, you had mentioned there was a bunch, but I'm. I don't really remember too many. I feel like they like, they spent a lot of time like exploring the base. I feel like they, especially the homage you mentioned earlier of how Cal and Obi-Wan both ended the base the same way. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then also, uh, it's not really an Obi-Wan Easter egg, but on one of the planets, I believe, Zepho, there's like a little side room you can go into. And if you turn the power on in that room, it plays a hologram. And it's actually a clone trooper talking. And he mentions Obi-Wan Kenobi by name. He's like, uh, Obi-Wan is going to lead us this way, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's clearly just an Easter egg, but it's it's cool to see a clone trooper mention Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I think that's a good play. I think we got a good hour in here. We got a good job examining this game here. Pete, do you feel like you've learned more about the game in our, our conversation here than you did before we started? Yeah. Absolutely. I think I'm well prepared for Survivor, even though I didn't uh, play the game. So thanks for spoiling it, guys. Jeez. Uh, no, I didn't play, <laughs> I didn't play the game. They didn't. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to, to go into this with a little bit more background and also to give it a chance. I think one of the things that stopped me from continuing playing the game was just kind of like the the jumpiness or not even the jumpiness, but like the inconsistency of the, the combat. And, you know, uh, Nick uh, D during the stream was explaining that like – there's going to be times in the beginning where you just feel like you can't play because it, you're learning with the player, right? Uh, excuse me, the character. Um, and things get better as you get more um, abilities unlocked and you do more training. So I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to get past that, you know, first few hours again and just keep going. And, and hopefully the gaming experience becomes a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this game to, to finish it up and also the next one. Absolutely, and that's a lot of fun here. I want to thank everyone for coming on here. Uh, Nick D, thanks for Nicholas, thanks for hopping on here. If you want to follow you, some of your Twitch stuff, how can you do that? Yeah, so uh, go to twitch.tv slash the recovery room. And on there, on the about page there, there's links to previous streams and YouTube and Twitter and everything. That's a good hub just to get everything. Yeah, and the the stream, the video stream of us from Leslie is still out there for another about like five days from the date of release. So you can check that out if you want to see the video from, of us talk, hanging out with Nick Lazzi while he's playing the game. It's going to be uh, archived on YouTube too. All of my streams eventually get archived on YouTube. So if you missed it on Twitch, there's still an opportunity to see it on YouTube. What's the YouTube channel? Same thing, Recovery Room? Same thing, yep. That's why the, the Twitch channel is the easiest to find and then there has all the links to everything there. All right, that was a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on here. Pete, thanks for coming on. If you want to follow some stuff you're up to, how can you do that? On Twitter, at PJConstantory29. Um, just doing a lot of retweeting of Star Wars stuff, uh, video games, uh, hockey is is kind of, uh, I don't want to say dead for news, but right now there's not really much going on. Um, but I know that the Subway series is going on. Uh, that's all I know. I've been seeing on social media all day long yesterday and today. Uh, Mets won yesterday. Apparently, I can't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like all these Mets fans come out of the woodwork when it's the Subway Series on my Instagram because I never see like all this Mets like press, if you will, through my Instagram. And then all of a sudden, Subway Series hits, and all these fans, Yankees and Mets fans, like boom, Subway Series. I'm like, oh, I guess a lot of people are into baseball for just this. But yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter. Yeah, and Nick, people want Nick Fry. If you want to follow you on Twitter, I can do that. Nick Fry underscore nine and um, also at Sky Guys podcast Instagram. It's where most of the the good content is there. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter, mphilips331. It's M-P-H-I-L-I-P-S-331. Nick Fry was actually on the Justin the Suffering podcast. We talked about the first two episodes of The Captains and it's part of the Subway Series episode. So, Nick, that was a lot of fun when we had that chat. It was. Yeah. It was. It was a good time. And I hope I can do um future appearances another in the, in the future yeah so check that out on there and as far as us in the feed here p 
Pete's going to be away for a little bit, but Nick and I are going to come back in about a week or so. We have this Lego Star Wars thing coming up here, Nick. And I, I saw some stuff online. It's sort of following the same form as the Lego Star Wars Halloween special, where Finn's going to have three stories told to him by the ghosts of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, and Leia. Except um, I, I know something about the beginning of it, and it's kind of funny to me that summer vacation. Where do you think the vacation take place? It's on the Star. It's on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah, they're trying to push their five thousand dollar vacation on us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's gonna be coming out probably shortly after the record. And Pete, I know you're bummed to be missing that one, but you, like when you get back, we gotta hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, I'll definitely take a look at it, and uh, I'll tell you one thing that event is not going to make me want to stay at the galactic star cruiser they need to do something <laughs> different than that they gotta they gotta they gotta drop their prices drastically before i even think about doing it absolutely so until then guys thanks for check out the sky guys podcast may the force be with you <laughs>